or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. Visit their new location at 224 West King Street, Martinsburg, and online at suttonandjanelle.com. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kabalik. It is Wednesday the 11th, and you are tuned in to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at SuttonandJanelle.com. I'm Jordan Icewarner. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik. Marsha, how are you doing this morning? Good. It's going to be hot today. It is going to be brutally hot today and for the really foreseeable future. I think uh, what uh, we were looking this morning and I think the highs for the next few days isn't any lower than like 98. And like 100. It's going to be 100 on Sunday. Well, we'll have we'll we'll hear from an expert later. And I know I keep telling myself that I'm not going to complain about the heat. This summer, I have done a pretty good job not complaining about the heat this summer uh, because I know that in a couple months, I'm going to be complaining about how cold it is. But mm-hmm. 100 degrees as just the normal high for the day is a little aggressive. Like you could cook stuff with that, on that. Easily. What well, might have to try that. Maybe we'll throw an egg out on somebody's Let's ask car. our next guest if you oh, can that's cook, actually true. cook stuff. And uh, with that perfect segue, <laughs> we have Blue Ridge uh, CTC chef uh, Steve Wise on to join us. How are you doing this morning? Hey, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Thanks for being on. So um, can, can you actually cook stuff out like on the pavement? You probably, you can cook stuff on almost anything that's outdoors right now. <laughs> you can probably cook stuff on a sunflower if you had to. <laughs> well, actually, that would come with built-in oil then, right? Exactly, right. It would be very healthy for you. <laughs> I'm so glad that we got to uh, connect with you again, mm-hmm. Steve. Um, and there's always cool stuff going on at Blue Ridge CTC. So yep. first of all, what have you been into? And then we'll talk about some of the offerings over there. Um, well, you know, we've been keeping pretty busy Um uh, just, you know, uh, trying to get students in, enrolled in classes. Uh, classes begin uh, next Monday. And it's just, it's just crazy. I mean, it's, um, you know, we're, we're, we're in the process of, of um, uh, remodeling one of our brewing cafes uh, so we can, uh, you know, uh, uh, provide more food product for, for students and faculty that come into, the, come into our programs. And uh, culinary greenhouses. I mean, I have we have chefs that are working on a on a. We have a huge culinary greenhouse that helps to to provide produce for us uh, throughout the year. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 been very busy here and very hot. Obviously, you know, it's been hot over the last couple of couple of weeks. Um, but um, and I do have a project that I that I completed recently, but I can't really talk about it right now. So uh, as we get into the future, I can uh, I can definitely fill you guys in oh you're gonna come back on say we can't even get a little hint i I can't i Uh, I can't really is it a television (laughs) project can't i i'm 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 gonna plead the fifth i can't really say anything on that how cruel of you to just tease us like that (laughs) (laughs) gotta be contractually obligated somewhere along the line at least you can tease us about all the great things that are happening programming wise at ctc yes so you know uh the you know the you know what's what's really amazing is you know every every year we 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 have students come in in the fall and and they come into our program 
and um, to see all their, you know, wide-eyed expressions. And, you know, this is going to be, you know, so fun uh, to come in and, and learn how to cook and, and to make it a profession. And, you know, Blue Ridge, you know, offers, we offer four culinary programs here. We offer uh, food service, retail management, and baking and pastry, which are, which is, you know, back when I started in 2008 were the first two programs that we, that we started with. And then we added culinary arts. And then just recently we've added, uh, over the last couple of years, we've added a catering and hospitality program that, that actually um, leads to a food truck. So we purchased a food truck uh, not too long ago as well, and that's been out and around the community. Uh, primarily, we're, we're, we're utilizing it within campus. Uh, you know, we, we, we like to utilize it at campus through campus events and stuff, but we do go out to the community as well and up to Morgan County, Jefferson County, um, and, of course, Berkeley County. So, um, it, it, you know, the program has been growing. We have, uh, we have uh, quite a few students in the program right now, and I'm here to hopefully – uh, encourage some folks out there that are kind of on the fence that are not sure if they want to come into the food service industry because obviously the food service industry has been decimated over the last uh, year and a half or so. Um, but I can say that there are um, uh, an, um, an enormous amount of positions out there that are open. Uh, I get phone calls and emails from, from employers uh, in the surrounding four-state region asking for people to, to, you know, to hire and there just isn't enough enough people in the loop. So, I mean, this is definitely, you know, a secure job outlook for folks that are coming into the industry. Um, I, I, any graduates that are in my pro, any of four of my programs are, are uh, would could probably have, you know, five to ten job offers before hmm. they could choose one. And, and, and you know, and, and also, too, I, you know, hourly wages and salaries are going up as well uh, because, you know, employers want to keep the good people that they have. And, uh, you know, I remember when I was in Atlantic City back in the day, you know, there were multiple casinos. You go into one casino. If you didn't want to work there, you go to another one and <laughs> you would get more money, right. you know, because there was just nobody around. You just couldn't fill gaps. So, I mean, and we're coming into that point right now where restaurants are starting to reopen again. Uh, they're also starting to keep things that, that they've started in, in the midst of the pandemic, uh, which is outdoor seating. So outdoor seating is, is thriving now more than ever, uh, which you need to, you know, as well as indoor seating. So that increased staff needs to, needs to happen with that. If, with more, more uh, individuals coming in, uh, more cooks need to come in and fill those gaps as well. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, we want businesses to continue to expand and, and, uh, and hopefully get some students in there and, and to help them out. I know baked into your programming over the pandemic was a lot of safety protocols, yep. uh, and I'm sure that's helpful when someone is in, you know, starting in the workforce uh, to say, "Yeah, I've got this tool of of uh, tricks, uh, bag of tricks in my uh, tool toolkit to mm -hmm. keep things safe and uh, do things the proper way." Yeah, you know, you know, one of our one of the class that that's most important, uh, one of the first classes that students take here is a sanitation and food safety course that, um, you know, that'll stick with them for the, the rest of their life in regards to staying in the food service industry. Um, it's one of the most, it's, it's one, if not the most important thing that, that, that they'll take away from here. Uh, and that also leads to a manager certification. They have to pass, uh, pass a test of 75% or higher. Uh, and they'll be certified a certified uh, food safety manager for up to five years, and then every five years you have to kind of retest. So it's a recertification. It's a national certification that uh, that's you know it's it's something that we do. It's it's again the most important class that we teach here, above and beyond above and beyond the cooking and the baking that we do. 
Again, we're speaking with Chef Steve Wise from uh, Blue Ridge CTC. Now, as somebody that is interested in you know learning a little bit more about cooking and pastry mm-hmm. work and things like that, which I'm speaking of myself here, but doesn't necessarily want to go back to uh, you know fully enroll in school and know how to do all the normal schoolwork. Do yep. some of these classes? Uh, can you just kind of roll up, sign up at the uh, you know office, and then kind of just take one of these classes, or do you have to enroll into a full you know thing? Uh, no, you know, you can, um, you know, we offer for, for culinary enthusiasts, we offer, you know, MasterChef classes. And, and I've been doing MasterChef classes since I started with the college in 2008. Um, you know, so these are classes that, um, that are just two-hour classes that anybody can join. It doesn't matter what your, what your level is, if you're a novice or if you're uh, an, an expert or an advanced, uh, advanced knowledge. You can come in and do uh, pretty much any classes. And we have, we have a bunch of classes that we're, we're tentatively setting up right now. Um, and um, we have some dates. We have some tentative dates. Nothing is set in stone quite yet. Uh, we're still waiting on, on a class or two. We want to set up uh, another class or two before we start getting it out there to the public. But uh, we can give you an idea of some of the stuff that we're working on right now. Mm-hmm. Is we're, we're working on some uh, – in September, we're working on a class, uh, raviolis class. Uh, you know, pastas are, are very popular. Everybody loves to eat pasta. And, um, and I haven't met a pasta that I didn't like myself. So. <laughs> Same. Same. <laughs> right? So uh, we're all carbivores to a certain extent. So, I mean, it, it, you know, raviolis are, you know, it's like, you know, uh, the, the pocket pastry of the, of the pasta world. You know, and, and uh, you know, so we, we have a class in that. And we'll do multiple raviolis to give ideas to folks that come in. And it's a two-hour class. So you come in, you, you know, you'll have make pasta and you make the filling and boil it and, you know, have some sauce as well. And uh, and you get to take the product home, and and you get to take the recipes home, obviously, and hopefully you get a chance to because this is a hands-on course and a face-to-face course, um, you'll get a chance to hopefully recreate that and not feel intimidated by it. Uh, some of the other classes that we're doing are more trendy classes like plant-based cooking. So we're doing a plant-based Italian cooking class. So what we do is we take traditional. Um, Italian meals uh, like lasagna and sauce bolognese, and we convert it into a plant-based uh, uh, cooking uh, experience where, you know, we're utilizing plant-based meat products. Uh, for those of you who, uh, you know, have, have been meat eaters in the past, like myself, I've been a meat eater in the past, and uh, probably the last three and a half years I've converted to uh, a, a lacto-ovo-vegetarian diet. So I don't I don't eat animal protein unless it's just eggs, and, and that is very infrequent. Um, mm. so, so, you know, for folks that want to know what to do with that plant-based meat product, we have an opportunity for, for, to, for them to come into a program, and we can show you how to convert those things. And hopefully you can be creative with other, with other uh, uh, cuisines, like Mexican cuisine and French cuisine and things like that. Um, well, I, that's pretty interesting to me personally, as somebody that you know, I can I can cook pretty good breakfast. Right. That's about where my uh, my expertise runs its course. That's a start. Absolutely. <laughs> so uh, learning, and I watch way too many hours of Food Network and right. way too much cooking shows where I've always been interested in it, and I've always wanted to take some of these courses, but yeah. I don't necessarily want to go back to you know school per se. So it's cool that you have these Master Chef classes uh, available and starting back up here in the fall. And another thing you were talking about too is the food truck, uh, which I find interesting. I love food trucks. Yeah. I've lived in cities that you know, you'd know you walk down the street and there'd be a million food trucks there. Now with the pandemic kind of doing its thing, whatever that thing mm-hmm. is, do you see kind of the 
food world, restaurant world, leaning more towards uh, food truck centric, uh, I guess, pathways rather than, you know, the sit down, you know, restaurants, which will always be there. But do you think uh, it's kind of going more towards the mobile food situation? Yeah, I think, you know, food is food is, uh, you know, it, it, the food truck is, is definitely a, a positive uh, for, for the time that we're in right now. Um, and, and I think more so. Um, I think the pandemic is, is definitely plays into that, but and you know because you have to be safe regardless of where you're at. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one thing by law that every restaurant has to provide, it, they don't have to provide good, they don't have to provide food that looks good, and they don't have to provide food that tastes good, <laughs> unless unless they want return customers. Right. <laughs> but but by law, food has to be safe. So so the bottom line is is that you know we all have to serve safe food, and uh, and and you can definitely do that in a food truck. Um, you know. Um, you know, and, and I think, I think, you know, the pandemic kind of brought that up, but, mm-hmm. um, one of the big things about food trucks is, is that you don't have to have a brick and mortar. You, you don't have to have your customers come to you. The, the benefit of a food truck is you can bring, you can bring yourself to the customers and where they are. And, and, and that's, that's what one of the big things that we tell our students is that, you know, that's, it doesn't tie you down anywhere. So if you want to go to a festival, if you want to go to a, a parking lot that you know, that's, that's highly, there's a high traffic area, mm-hmm. you know, and you're able to do that. Uh, you know, then then that's that's one of the biggest benefits of a food truck. And, and the other thing is too is you can change if you don't set up set on a specific cuisine that's that's your title. You can you can manufacture and do whatever menu you want. Oh, yeah. You can change it on a daily or weekly basis if you want. So our guest this morning, Steve Weiss from Blue Ridge CTC. One of the fun things that we always get to talk to you about are um, some of your the little chef classes that involve the smallest chefs. And um, I know during the pandemic, you guys had to change your offerings and how you did it. But I think that's probably made it better in some respects, because uh, some of these courses that I'm seeing on the read ahead have uh, face to face and at home options. So talk about some of the, the classes you have coming up. Yeah, so I mean, it, it, it's you know, it's something that you know, it's 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 uh, the, the, you know, the pandemic is you know negative to the nth degree, but but it's it, it's some of the things that 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 it, it's brought about have been positive um, to the point that we're we have more outreach to to our client base, uh, to our students, to our parents, and we've created parent-child classes. We've been doing parent-child classes. For, for quite a while now, and uh, we have a, a really neat uh, parent-child class coming up. It's, uh, it's going to be on October 30th, um, and again, that's a tentative date, um, and it's, uh, it's Halloween Cupcakes, a very successful uh, class that we had last year. We were bringing it back again this year, and what, what, what's one of the most successful parts of that is that we have a home kit that's available. It's a home kit option, so for folks that just don't want to come to the class in a, face to, in a face-to-face format, they can take a home kit option, and they'll have all the ingredients and all the things that they'll need along with recipes, uh, and they can create that fun at home. And uh, it's, it's a really fun, fun prospect, and, um, you know, we're limited on the amount of spots. Uh, I'm limiting, limiting the amount of spots in our classes currently because we don't know where the pandemic's going to be in October. Right. We don't even know where it's going to be tomorrow. <laughs> right. So. Uh, at this point, you know, we're, we're trying to be cautious, and uh, if we see that we can expand our, our spots uh, on a face-to-face level, um, 
uh, in the future, we can we can definitely do that uh, pretty pretty quickly. The other thing that we have that's a parent child class that I that I have to do every year, and I can't get rid of it. Uh, You're contractually I, not, obligated, right? Yes, and I don't. I, well, you know, I don't want to get rid of it because it's something that that's a lot of fun, and we do a, a parent child decorate your gingerbread house class. And that's the last one that usually is at the end of the semester, fall semester, and that's going to be in December. And that also has a home kit option as well. And uh, so we'll, we'll have, and, you know, and we're very successful with the home kits last year because of the pandemic. But this year it's definitely an option, and it's going to be a little bit less. Uh, face-to-face classes are going to be $29.99 per person, and the uh, gingerbread house uh, and the Halloween cupcake home kit it's going to be a little bit less. It's going to be like $5 less. So it's be like $24.99 if you want to take the home kit home and, and enjoy that with your family and friends. Again, we're speaking with Chef Steve Weiss from Blue Ridge CTC. Now, we have to uh, get to a break here directly. So real quick, can you kind of recap everything and tell everyone where they can go to find out more information about your Master Chef classes and how yep. to enroll? And in fall enrollment. <laughs> yep, in fall enrollment. Yes. Yeah, you know, uh, you want to go to blueridgectc.edu, uh, and you want to uh, you look at your classes, register for your classes there. There's phone numbers and uh, emails that, that you can you can uh, contact, and um, you know we're we're really up uh, under the gun. Uh, we you know, classes are beginning next week, and we like any student that's that wants to come in and be a part of the culinary, have a culinary career uh, in about two years, it's a two-year degree, uh, to come in and join us. Uh, we, have, we have a blast here, a lot of fun, and we, we love our students. Again, Chef Steve Weiss from Blue Ridge CTC. Thanks for calling in and chatting with us a little bit this morning and talking about the cool programs you have going on over there. Yep, thanks again. Take Absolutely. Care. Stick around for more here on Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live, the voice of the Panhandle. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland, helping uh, families, individuals, businesses with all of their legal needs. You can visit our new historic location, downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. Of course, if you've missed any of the show so far, you can always listen back to it a little bit later on today over on our Panhandle Live Facebook page. But joining us in studio is Jefferson County Fair Manager Todd Wilt. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Thanks for joining us on this uh, sultry Wednesday morning. So uh, I guess... We'll just get right into it. Uh, how's it looking for the fair? I'm looking at the yeah. schedule, and it is jam-packed. So uh, what are some of the big things to look forward to yeah. this year? Yeah, well, we are thrilled. We are thrilled to be back. Um, you know, all of uh, all the fairs in the area didn't happen last year, so there's uh, a- an immense amount of excitement, uh, both from our volunteers to put the fair together and, and from the public. You know, we're right. hearing them on our social media pages and in other places, and, uh, you know, everybody is really pumped up for the fair. Um, this year's Jefferson County Fair, you know, our schedule is uh, pretty consistent with what we've done in a lot of uh, past years. Uh, a few new events here and there. Um, we've got uh, a few new motorsports events. We have a few new food vendors, you know, always try to cycle a few things in and out to keep things fresh. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, excitement is uh, is really building quickly and uh, it's right around the corner. And it's more than just, and I, I drove by yesterday and saw the, I, I think it's the Ferris wheel, the yeah. tallest thing that was there. And I was like, oh, did I miss this? <laughs> and I remembered we're having them on this week and it, everything's just kind of getting set up. And a lot of people do come for the, the fun stuff, the carnival, but it's also a chance for 
folks in the community to show off what they've done in our, you know, agrarian roots, the livestock, all the the beautiful canned goods, the uh, baked goods, all of that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, as as the manager of the fair, I get to see everything, right? And it's and it's always really interesting to me uh, to see how the fair is something different for so many people, right? right? Some people just know the carnival. Some people just know the livestock. Some people just know the motorsports. Some people just know the entertainment. Mm-hmm. And and to see how important it is to all those people and to see it all come together, you know, it's a great opportunity for our community to to mesh and blend and uh, bring the community together like, like few other events in the region. So how has the planning been for this fair? I know, as everyone knows, we've had, uh, well, really a break in all of life for the last almost two years now. So how has it been kind of, I guess, navigating the, as Marcia said, the new normal uh, that we're living in now, especially getting this fair up and running for this year? Yeah, a, a bit of a roller coaster for sure. Um, you know, I think we we went through some periods where it was still even questionable whether we were going to get to have these events this year. Wow. And um and then everything looked pretty good. And now, you know, uh, I think we're, we're a little nervous in some ways as we watch everything. We're in constant communication with some of the health officials in the county and uh, throughout the state. And, you know, we're kind of got our thumb on the pulse and, you know, we want to be a positive impact to the community and certainly not a negative impact. So we're watching those things very closely. And, you know, we've ad- added a couple health and safety protocols to our fair and, um, so yeah, we're we're really excited. We think we can pull it off. You know, it's open air, it's outside. Right, right. the fairgrounds right. are huge. So yeah, you've got absolutely. a lot of place to social distance. I know you're limited where you put the exhibit barns and mm-hmm. you know but where the livestock then, are. Still, but everything's pretty open air. big areas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. open yeah. air. Um, everything's outside. With as you said, with with a few exceptions to the a uh, few of the static display barns mm-hmm. and like the funnel cake line i yeah. imagine it's hard to social distance people <laughs> in the funnel cake line uh, well i'm always right in the middle of a funnel cake line mm-hmm. so i can't necessarily speak from experience there <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. so um talk you mentioned you teased a little bit that uh, some of your motorsports exhibits are a little different this year so mm-hmm. tease up some of the the fun things that people can see entertainment wise yeah, sure sure so um one of the Big crowd pleasers every year uh, is the Demolition Derby, mm. and um, also known as I eighty one. But I digress. <laughs> um, we've got the Tough Truck Competition. Um, that's always a crowd pleaser. Um, we've got the Truck and Tractor Pulls. We've got uh, Lawn and Garden Tractor Pulls. They've really become popular in the last few years. And are these just folks from the community, or are these folks who go on a circuit and yeah. bring their John Deere? Yeah, um, most of the events are just folks from the community with, That's a, so cool. with a few exceptions. You know, it, it is cool. Um, one thing they're adding to the Demolition Derby this year, they did it at the Berkeley County Youth Fair as well, the uh, the, the Kids Power Wheels Demolition Derby. That's kind of a fun thing. <laughs> that cool. That'll be something a little new. Um, we've added uh, UTV and ATV races, right? UTV and ATV sports have become big in West Virginia and, and mm-hmm. in the area, a lot of folks come to travel to West Virginia for those. So we've got some drag races with those events in the back. That'll be uh, a fun addition mm-hmm. uh, and something new. It's always interesting to me what entertains the crowds back there, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, really some interesting activities that happen in our motorsports arena. And that's the kind of thing you can, uh, you know, a couple can go and watch. Right. A family with, with kids can go and watch and it's good, clean fun. Yeah. Yeah. On good, the dirt clean track. fun. We've, we've got great seating. We've got uh, some permanent seating in place, but we've also got a great space to bring the blanket, bring the strollers, let the kids run around, sit on the hill, have something to eat. 
And I thought it was cool what you said a little earlier that uh, people's, I guess, perspective of the fair is different for whoever it is, right? For me, when I think of a fair, I immediately think of a carnival, right? Because the fairs are, I guess, street fairs that I used to go to as a kid and whatnot. That's all it was, was carnival. You weren't going to bring, you know, livestock downtown or wherever. Uh, And then for other people, it is for livestock and things. And I was reading through the list of events, and there's literally something for everyone. I mean, you do have your livestock auctions and things like that, and your carnival, of course, and you have like three-legged races and, you know, corn-eating contests and things. So literally anything that you could want or that you think of in a fair, you're getting at the Jefferson County Fair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really a diverse group of offerings. Um, Some of those little events in the show barn that you mentioned, three-legged race, corn eating, uh, marshmallow eating, (laughs) those are really fun to be a part of, right? And, And when people think of fairs sometimes they think of that carnival right. motorsports and they don't right. think about those littler things but they're really great bonding activities for families and, and communities and um really really fun to be a part of i know last year last uh, week we were talking a, a lot about the berkeley county youth fair which has a lot of youth exhibitors a lot of youth participants in the contests and the livestock auction this is a community um, fair and it's not just limited to the young folks right so exhibitors at our fair uh, the 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 real measure of whether you can participate or not is just are you a Jefferson County resident or a member of a Jefferson County youth organization like 4-H um, or FFA um, uh, I call it more of a traditional county fair right um, but you know youth fairs are, are also, you know, absolutely. have a long history. So, um, yeah, it's good to have this diverse offering. In the Panhandle, that's yeah, awesome. Absolutely. Sure. It's also a good opportunity at the beginning of the school year for some of the show choirs and band groups to, to have their first performance together. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're always excited to welcome the uh, school groups in and... Um, uh, you know, it's a chance for them to kind of dust off where they've been over mm-hmm. the summer and first real performance, get get kind of practice out before they start all the big things. Football, bands, all that stuff really starts kind of after the fair. So, um, yeah, we're, we're pleased to welcome them. Again, we're speaking with Jefferson County Fair Manager Todd Wilt. Now, this might be a tough question since you are the manager and you kind of oversee Uh-oh. everything. But is if you a- had to pick... Oh, no. Yeah, I know. And I'm looking at this <laughs> list that is in a font of about three because there's so much stuff to fit on this. Um, what would you say your favorite thing about the Jefferson County Fair is? Yeah. yeah. Tough that's, question. That, that is a, like that picking is your favorite question. child. I know, but I got to ask it. Got to ask it. I, you know... I, I think I'm really married to the fact of I enjoy looking at the whole thing and just mm-hmm. seeing how it brings the community together. Right, Very I'm diplomatic. A, Great answer. I'm a really uh, community-based guy, right? I'm involved in a lot of different things throughout the community, and, and I love seeing events that bring the whole community together. People from all sides, uh-huh. right? We mm-hmm. live in such a, a polarized time, right. and uh, an event that can bring you know reds and blues together and uh, all these different groups, you know, great, great opportunity. All right, I'm going to back you into a corner, though. Okay. Top three fair <laughs> foods. Oh, goodness. That's Top tougher than my question, foods. I think. Yeah. Um, Got to have a deep fried something, right? Of course. <laughs> Oreo, Oreo or chocolate sweet, bar. Right? Yeah. yeah. Twinkie. Um, <laughs> yeah, we are. You know, a uh, steak and cheese. You know, Ooh, those are good. Okay. Yeah. Right? Right, we I don't all hate like that those. One. Okay, uh, the FFA grills up some corn. It's, oh, it's grilled, grilled corn. corn. It's grilled hard to beat. Now, what about you, Marcia? Oh, uh, barbecue. You can, that barbecue? all three? Well, no. Well, okay, top okay, <laughs> top barbecue, three. Well, I'll give mine too. Barbecue funnel cake, funnel cake. <laughs> Say, mine would be in no particular order. Corn dog, love corn dogs. Mm-hmm. Funnel cakes for sure. 
and I'm not the biggest deep fried like pickles Oreos person, but I have had actually I'll take that back. I have had deep fried Oreos before and they are amazing. So I'll put deep fried Oreos on that too. So okay. that's my top three. All right. But you can't go wrong. I'm sure there's a million food offerings at the Jefferson County Absolutely. Fair this year. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, candy apples, cotton candy, all the oh, standard candy. fair. That's Don't what forget I'll do. That. Yeah. Yeah, I'll put cotton candy in, instead of uh, deep fried Oreos. Candy. <laughs> Again, uh, we're speaking with Tom Will, Jefferson County Fair Manager. Uh, real quick, uh, and I know Marcia's got some more things to ask. Can you tell about uh, tell everyone about how to you know find out more information and about the Jefferson County Fair and the dates sure. and when things are starting sure. up? Yeah, so so our fair dates this year are uh, August twenty second through the twenty eighth. Um, we so we start on a Sunday. Our carnival starts operating on that Monday, so they'll start on the twenty third. And uh, you know Jefferson County Fair WV org. Uh, Jefferson County Fair has a Facebook page, uh, so you can engage with us there. And, uh, you know, phone number 304-724-1411. But, yeah, we're we're excited. Cool. I'm excited for it. I love fair season. Fair season is the best, especially when you're in an area like this where you have so many counties all, you know, right now. You could essentially walk to each fairground from the other one. Uh, And I think that's – and I'm happy to see that everything's kind of coming back to some sort of a normal. And definitely looking at the schedule of events here, it looks like Jefferson County Fair is definitely back on track. and uh, It's back, back. baby. Yeah, it's back all the way. So, again, we're speaking with Jefferson County Fair Manager Todd Wilt. Thanks for stopping in and chatting with us this morning. Hey, thanks for having us, and uh, we look forward to seeing everybody at the fair. Absolutely. And stick around for more here on Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kabalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firm, serving West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit their new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Warner. Alongside me is Marsh Kabalik. If you missed it before the break, we had Todd Wilt, Jefferson County Fair Manager, on to talk about said Jefferson County Fair, which is going to be getting started here on the 28th, or on the 21st, rather, Sunday, August the 21st, uh, right around the corner. So if you missed any of that conversation, you can always listen back to it over on our Panhandle live Facebook page. And uh, before we get back to talk a little bit more about the fair, we have our next guest joining us on the phone. It is Joe Lundberg from AccuWeather uh, to talk about this crazy heat wave we are getting ready to go through. How you doing, Joe? I'm doing okay. How are you doing this morning? Good. Thanks for uh, taking the time to talk with us a little bit. We're getting hot up here. <laughs> it is getting a little steamy and it's, it's uh, going to get a little worse. So temperatures mid-90s the next couple of afternoons, maybe even three afternoons all the way through Friday before we see any kind of relief from the uh, heat and humidity this weekend. So what are your uh, professional, I guess, uh, your professional advice is to deal with this heat other than just don't go outside? Uh, Stay hydrated. You know, make sure you drink plenty of fluids um, and stay on top of your electrolytes. I mean, when you sweat an awful lot, you know, as you will in this kind of heat and humidity, you kind of sometimes you leach out a a lot of electrolytes, salt and potassium, so you need to replace that, especially if you are going to be outside doing anything you know, even it's something as simple as, you know, doing a little bit of gardening or something like that or just trying to go for a walk or walking the dog, whatever. I know those are just some things to do. And then, obviously, try to stay out of the heat as much as possible. Seek a shelter, you know, stay in shaded areas if you can. And if you've got, uh, you know, uh, air conditioning, take advantage of that. If you don't, if you have a fan, you know, try to stay in front of that as well. So for our area, when are the real field temps going to get really dreadfully dangerous are we there now is it happening over the weekend oh it's there now i mean i just i mean we hit 96 for high yesterday and we're going to be in that neighborhood today and again tomorrow and again on friday in Mm. fact it might even be a little bit higher 
factor in the uh, the high humidity, and those real field temperatures are going to peak at about 105, 107. So that get it, that gets into the dangerous category. That's why if you must feel, you know, if you're really compelled to do some outdoor activities, try to do them in the morning before the sun gets too high in the sky, or wait until the very late afternoon or more likely evening hours when the sun is setting. And this, of course, not a good weekend to bring your dog in the car with you somewhere. No, probably not. You know, uh, you know, unless you're going to make sure that the you know, the windows are open the the entire time, and you know, so that the the dog has access to fresh air. Now, I saw where there is a tropical storm getting ready to uh, get into the Florida area and going to start working its way up the coast. Now, is that going to hopefully you know get into our area? I saw that it's not going to end up being classified as a hurricane. It's going to stay a tropical storm. Uh, but should that bring us a little bit of relief here in like a week or so? Uh, it may. It depends on how it eventually uh, you know, holds together or doesn't hold together. Right now it looks like it's going to take a track uh, north of Cuba, then into the eastern Gulf of Mexico, with eventually a track toward the Florida Panhandle late Sunday night or early on Monday. And from there, it probably would come northward. How far north it gets and in what form it's left remains to be seen. But it may bring some, uh, some moisture into our area, say, by Monday night or Tuesday. Again, we're speaking with Joe Lundberg from AccuWeather. Thanks for calling in uh, and giving us an update on how brutally hot it's going to be the next couple of days. All right, you're quite welcome. Stay stay cool. Beat the heat as best you can over the next three days. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Ooh, it's going to be so hot, Marsha. My goodness, I can't handle it. I was going to prompt you to, how hot will it be? How hot is it? But we weren't ready for that. So. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> but, yeah, when you hear the experts saying, oh, yeah, brutal and yeah, that's it, pretty. Yeah. You take that pretty seriously. But it does give uh, well me a perfect excuse not to go out and like have to exercise or anything. You have to walk the dog. You have to walk your dog. I, I have to I do gotta the get same him, thing. I have to get him like little booties to put on so oh, he doesn't melt his paws. Yeah. Yeah. But he didn't. He didn't do that stuff. I can put jack. I'll put jackets and stuff on him in the winter time. But he uh, doesn't do the little booties at yeah. all. Well, it's the dignity of it. I guess. It is funny when you see videos of people putting booties on their dogs or something for the first time and they walk all crazy uh-huh. with their legs everywhere. Maybe Goodness. he wants hiking boots. Maybe. I don't know. I'm sure Hard I could probably tell. find something for him somewhere. But obviously it's it's uh, going to get brutal out if you've got elderly neighbors who may not um, have great AC. Um, check on them. Make sure you stay hydrated. <clears throat> and as a matter of fact, speaking of that, our friends over at Johnson & Johnson Heating and Air are in the middle of their Feel the Love a nomination period through the end of the month. If there's someone, a worthy senior or member of the community who might uh, benefit from a new system, they they uh, partner with Lennox and you can go over to the jjcomfort.com website to, um, to nominate a friend. Absolutely. And I think that uh, the window for nominations is starting to close or it's the end yeah, of the month. The end I of the think. Month, yeah. yeah. So you have uh, a little bit of time left to get your nominations in, but you can go over to their Facebook page as well. And while you're over there, uh, there's always a picture oh, of, yeah. an, an, of an adoptable pet. Uh, so make sure you're checking that out too. If you're in the market for a furry friend, you know, I have to mention, cause we had Todd Wilt on mm-hmm. from the Jefferson County fair and before he left, I said, hey, you want to get a picture in front of the banner? Well, the this banner, cool. the story with the banner, of course, EPM is turning 75 this year. That's right. And um, one of the famous acts that posed in front of that banner, not in this building, but Performed. another, was um, was Patsy Cline. That's right. And he had a story, too. Yeah. So uh, to kind of, I guess, add on to that, there's pictures of the banner that sits behind me. If you go on our Facebook page, you'll see pictures with uh, us and different people. And you'll see a big old school looking banner that says WPM. 
And uh, Patsy Cline, one of her, uh, as far as we understand, one of her first radio performances was mm-hmm. in front of this banner. And then uh, pretty much say exactly what you've been saying now that I'm hearing myself say it again. Uh, Tom Wilt, <laughs> say Tom Wilt uh, went to get his picture taken in front of it. He goes, hey, fun fact, Patsy Cline's first performance or the first ever performance at the Jefferson County Fair was Patsy Cline. That is so cool. Isn't that neat? Yeah. So you could be part of that history by uh, going to the Jefferson County Fair. The fair kicks off the 22nd. The carnival, which I know is a big deal for a lot of people, actually starts the 23rd. Right. And um, so you can check out their website for more information. That's right. And it is Wednesday. So we are at the halfway point of the work week and we're getting down towards Friday. And uh, one thing that we have on Fridays is our 50% Fridays. So if you're uh, in the market to save a little money on some local, you know, food and different things, that's always a place to go. You can click on the Fridays or the fifty uh, percent Fridays tab, and on there we're giving you a little sneak peek because you can't do uh, it. You can't do it now. Can't but. do it yet because it's not Friday, and I don't think any other stations uh, have this or at least told this information yet. So keep this a little secretive between insiders. Us. That's right. It's inside baseball for you a little bit, uh, but we're going to be having Jersey Mike's gift card. So it's fifty percent Fridays. That means it's a fifty dollar gift card, and all you have to do is spend twenty five dollars to get that fifty dollar coupon, which is a pretty good deal. And they go fast. They go so, really fast. So go on the panhandlenewsnetwork.com page, like now, bookmark it, and then right at 9 o'clock, you know, do your finger exercises and get ready so That's that right. you can reserve your, your gift certificates. That's right, over at panhandlenewsnetwork.com and click on that 50% Fridays tab. But it is Wednesday, so if you do that now, I don't think you're going to see really anything. Oh, well, you'll, you'll see, see the that offer. It'll say coming soon. Right, or... yeah, you'll see that it's up there, but you won't be able to do anything with it. So uh easy way to keep that in mind is to just bookmark it on your browser at work or, or wherever. Or you can and... have it on your open tabs. Like That's I have, right. I have 80 open tabs, and Panhandle Business 80? Network is one of eight zero. I'm being conservative. <laughs> Probably do. No. Oh my okay. gosh! All right, you maybe, gotta delete some of those. Maybe maybe twenty five. I start okay. to lose. I'm looking it. at it now. There maybe twenty five. <laughs> my husband would tell you my laptop at home probably is eighty. But and I don't know how much I believe that twenty five number because as I watched you say twenty five <laughs> as you were scrolling continuously on your phone, I don't want to lose anything. <laughs> I get that. I start to freak out when I have like four windows up in my browser and then like the apps that are up. You uh, know, that's a behind. generational thing. I have to clear all of them. No, I can only keep. It's comforting for me to see all of these. I can't, I can't stand having all that, but that is pretty funny. And if you missed any of our show today, you can always listen back to it over on our Panhandle Live Facebook page. Uh, at the start of the show, we had Chef Steve Weiss uh, from Blue Ridge CTC on to talk about his Master Chef program or classes and about fall enrollment into the culinary program over at Blue Ridge CTC, which honestly sounds super super cool i'm gonna have to do a little bit of uh, personal research on that mm-hmm. later on today to see what's going on that'd, that'd be a nice like the cupcakes oh, yeah. for your nephews oh yeah that'd be or fun. making pasta and stuff it seems mm-hmm. so cool it's such a yeah. cool thing to have Pocket in the back pasta, pocket you know you yeah <laughs> being able to cook a little bit but yeah uh for marsh kavalik i'm jordan nice been paying handle live we'll talk to you tomorrow WEPM Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs. This is the Panhandle News Network, a West Virginia Radio Corporation station.